Welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real Podcast. Well, I'm your host, Jarvis Johnson. Um, we had to take a little break off last week. Um, we had to, you know, cancel our episode last week due to, you know, me being ill, you know, having you know, a sore throat and stuff. Um, it wasn't COVID related, but you guys are back, you know, a little bit better today. Um, still got to scratch your throat, but, you know, I'm able to talk today versus last week, so I'm glad to be back with you guys. Um, new episodes come out every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Pacific Time. Um, we want to make sure that you guys hit that like button. Let's get those likes up. Um, if you're watching us on our YouTube channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Um, and if you're watching us, if you listen to us on our listening platforms, make sure you guys hit that um, follow button so you guys don't miss out on any upcoming episodes. You guys have seen so far, we have had some great guests. Um, we have nothing but great guests coming <clears throat> the rest of this season. Um, and don't forget to leave a comment. If you would like to see, you know, what you enjoy most about the uh, episode, be sure the guests would love to see that too also. Be sure to leave a comment um, in the comment section. Mm, um, I want to just introduce our guest today. Um, we have... Um, Executive Director of the North North Aqua CDC, Katie, back with us today. Hello. You guys, I am so glad that you guys, um, I got to connect with her um, a while back, about three years ago, we connected. I had an organization I had that I was trying to connect with people around the community um, and, you know, come together and, you know, put together some projects, put together some things that we can do to work together. So that's, you know, that's kind of how I connected with Katie. <clears throat> um, before we get into our topic for today, I want to just say um, rest in peace to DMX. You know, he was such a great influencer in the community. Um, you know, he had his problems, his ups and downs, but you know, overall, he had a, always had a message to give to his people and through his music, so I just want to say rest in peace to him, and I also want to just say um, prayers to, you know, prayers to his family, and also prayers to um, Dante Wright, um, another um, another unarmed black man who lost his life due to um, the police. Um, we just, you know, we say, we ask the question, when would it end? Um, and you guys see us all on our Instagram and our social media saying Black Lives Matter. Um, we're all for All Lives Matter, but you know, all at this moment, we wanted to say Black Lives Matter because it's just something that we, we see a problem and we see that there's, it needs to be a change. Um, it's sad, you know, sad to say it, that, you know, in the midst of, you know, the George Floyd trial, you know, someone else had to lose their life um, over, they said, accidental mistake, which, you know, we know it's not an accidental mistake. Um, but we just want to say prayers to their families. Um, just, you know, we ask that you guys just keep that family in prayer um, because, you know, it's just hard for that family right now. Um, so we just say prayers to them. Um, so that's the reason why, you know, I felt that it was best to have Katie, you know, we moved up our episode this week because, um, you know, Katie's the organization that Katie runs is all about connecting people from all around the world. 
um, from different, you know, different countries, whether it's, you know, blacks, whether it's whites, whether it's Asians, whether it's Nepalans, whether it's, you know, whoever it is, Katie's organization is all about making that connection. And that's kind of why we titled our uh, episode this week, International Connections, because you just net, you know, meeting Katie, you just never know what kind of people, you know, she's going to connect with. Um, so like I said, if you want to just tell them, Katie, a little bit about North Ackland uh, CDC. Sure. Um, so our my organization is North Akron Community Development Corporation. We're a nonprofit located in the North Hill neighborhood of Akron. Um, as some may know, North Hill is one of the most racially diverse and socioeconomically mixed neighborhoods in the country. And that is due to a large influx of refugees and immigrants that have been resettled here, but then also American-born folks uh, who live in the neighborhood. So our organization is really focused on promoting racial and economic equity through the different activities that we have and also the public spaces that we run. So we own and operate five public spaces. Uh, the first is Exchange House. We have a backyard pocket park, uh, the Market House, and then No High and No Teak. And I'm sure during this this podcast, I will speak more about each of those. But just as a general overview, um, we use these public spaces for our three focus areas, which are economic development, creative placemaking, and building social cohesion. So that's kind of the a little bit about the organization, but um, I'm happy to go into more detail as we are talking. Uh, the question I want to ask, you know, I ask a lot of my guests, every, every guest that come on, what inspired you to um, start and, you know, get involved in the North Africa CDC? Sure. So I um I was born and raised in Akron, uh, went away to college, swearing that I would never come back, which I know <laughs> people do who are born in Akron. Uh, and then I did. I got my degree in theater and community and justice studies. And I decided that I wanted to reinvest in my community with, you know, my my newfound uh, expertise, if you will. <laughs> when I moved back to Akron, I actually moved to North Hill. And uh, it was a new experience for me because I actually grew up in, in South Akron, um, like kind of by Firestone Park. And then coming to North Hill, I saw there were so many different people and so many different communities that I was not aware of, you know, before before moving. So it was an interesting experience to come back and just see the diversity of, of the neighborhood and the area. And, um, you know, me being an artist and a community organizer, I wanted to get involved as soon as possible. Um, so I sort of spent the first year or so just making connections with folks in the neighborhood. And then I think the biggest catalyst for me to be inspired to be more involved was uh, the North Hill Better Block, which was in May of 2015. And Better Block is a uh, neighborhood-led event that happens. Um, so there's like a foundation in Texas that helps assist neighbors put on these events where they put pop-up businesses in vacant buildings. They have temporary architecture, like benches and tables, and they paint bike lanes. They hire local artists to do entertainment. So North Hill had one of those in 2015, and it was just this completely energetic, highly attended, super fun event. 
Um, and it was the first that I had, I had been to in, in my city and in anywhere I'd really been. And I was really excited. And I still remember walking up to one of the event tables and being like, well, what's next? <laughs> and a lot of better block is always that first step where it's like two or three days and it's done. Uh-huh. Um, and so the person was like, I don't know, like, this is it. And so I was like, just so inspired by that from the diversity of people to seeing the potential of what the neighborhood could be and specifically the Temple Square Business District, which is the intersection of North Main Street and Cuyahoga Falls Avenue, that um, I just started to try to find any way that I can get involved. And then I believe it was like the following year or year and a half after um, there was an AmeriCorps VISTA position that opened with Better Block Foundation announcing that they would be opening the Exchange House, which is a cultural hub and international hostel. They had received um, a Night Cities Challenge grant to take advantage of old housing stock in the neighborhood and create this multi-use space that was for, with, and about community. So um, I was fortunate to be chosen for that position. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and so I, I started, I think it was beginning of 2017, and they were like, here's this house we renovated. Now, you know, let's make it work. So I just right. had this blank canvas and began my um, community organizing journey in North Hill with the opening of the Exchange House. Got it. That's, that's, that's such a great, you know, inspiration. Um, I actually grew up in North Hill uh, right off of Talmadge, uh, attended uh, Finley as a kid. So North Africa is my, my, um, my roots. Where yeah. I was born. <laughs> so Africa is something, you know, Africa is, uh, North Hill has definitely changed. You know, you know, I was born in the 90s. So 90, 98 is totally different from 2021. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I you know I still I still live in the Chicago Falls area, so you know I get to see different things going on in the community, um, different people, you know, different meet, um, and I feel like each of them has some type of story to tell. You know, being from different parts of the world, um, you know, we tried to. I, I know at first it was like, okay, the Nepalians are taking over North Hill. What are we gonna do? Um, let's move out the way. Um, but I felt like, why not walk them into the community and let's connect with them, let's get involved, let's see what we can do to um, work together. And I'm glad that, you know, when I first, when I found out about the Shane's house, um, just doing some research, I was glad that they had created something that, um, that people can come, you know, of different ethnicities, different race. Um, and come together and, you know, do talent shows, do uh, cookouts, do different things, you know, because you, you look around, there's whites with the whites, there's black with the blacks, there's Nepalans with the Nepalans, there's Asians, and there's just so much hate. And now you created, you and your organization created something that people can come together and um, um, build. Um, what are some of the events that you guys have had at the exchange house? Sure. I mean, we've had like a little bit of, of everything. So, um, I, you know, I spent about three years total before I was with the CDC, uh, organizing at the exchange house. So we have had spiritual gatherings, uh, whether that's with universal Manavdharma or Buddhist, like at one point we had, a a distinguished Buddhist Lama who had been walking the country just happened to be stopping in 
in Akron. And so the exchange house hosted him and there was like 200 people there. It was oh, so man. crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I've, I've self-produced some black box theater performances there. Uh, we've had sewing classes, um, vigils for deported dads. We used to have a, a regular uh, twice a week mini health clinic with access point. Um, we've had concerts, festivals, like pretty much everything you could think of the house and also its backyard space has been used by every community. Um, and it's been interesting, especially the first couple of years, like it is a house, so it is limited in space, right? but it's really served as this blank slate for community to come in and activate and use how they see fit. And, you know, there's also this other element of um, we had the three rooms and the second floor is Airbnb. So there's also out of town guests coming and staying there, walking through an ESL class, or interacting with new people. And for the most part, it's been positive. Sometimes, you know, there's people that don't like that. Right. Um, yeah. So it's it's really been, it's been a little bit of, of everything. And, and we've also been fortunate to uh, design and implement some of our own programming that encourages interaction cross-culturally. So one event that I'm really proud of that we will be bringing back this year is called Multilingual Meals. And so we were able to hire uh, culture brokers from different communities to facilitate conversations in their native languages about uh, positive community solutions. So I know we, we did four of them between 2018 and 2019. And that was really cool because there was nine different languages represented along with English. And so you had all these different communities in the same space sharing food and even though they, a lot of them couldn't directly speak, they were all in that same synergy of thinking about what they wanted to see in their community and, and sort of talking about, you know, what, what could be. So we're really um, now, you know, now with the CDC running the exchange house and these other spaces, uh, it's really important to us, especially now, as you mentioned, you know, we're, we're at a point in our country where we're having this, this sort of like social reckoning. Um, I think it's really important in North Hill, which is this microcosm of our globalized world and country, that we find creative ways to bring different people together and to connect. Um, and and I feel fortunate because a lot of times those are fun kind of events, right? Like music or food or whatever wow. it is. And that's and I think that's the most powerful way to connect people who are different. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a um, diverse thing going on. Um, I, you know, I feel like, you know, everyone's stuck in their mindset, the same mindset, of who they want to be for, you know, and, you know, it's a sad, I guess it's, I guess it's the sad reality of it, um, that we have to say that, that yes, I guess they say this is America that we live in. Um, but you know, you have mentioned, you know, the change house. Now you also have the market house. Now is that the same building of the change house or how is that different from the change house? Sure. So yeah, I'll, I guess I'll take this time to kind of explain the other spaces we have now. So the market house is right next to the exchange house. We just opened it last month. It are, It is our women's empowerment center. So it shares the same synergy that it's a multi-use space. And the inspiration for it actually came from feedback from one of our multilingual meals, which is, was about women's and girls' issues, um, where a lot of community members identified that there weren't as many 
uh, leadership, entrepreneurship, uh, employment opportunities for women in the different communities, because culturally um, they they just have different different standards for women. Just to sort of speak it simply, uh-huh. um, so the market house, the first floor, is a space for community events. We're going to be having mothers' circles, uh, craft uh, art and craft classes. Um, we're partnering with Bounce Innovation Hub and Crafty Mart to do some entrepreneurship programs that are augmented for either ESL speakers or um, in, you know, in their native languages. Um, and then the second floor, we have three rooms that are office spaces. Um, we just had a staffing agency move in. So they're helping to find community members employment, which I think is really cool. Um, and then our attic has makerspace equipment. So we have like a sewing machine, embroidery machine, a few other um, maker machines that people from the community could have like a monthly membership or a day pass to come in and create whatever it is they want to create, whether it's merchandise for their business or um, it might even pair well with some of the crafting and art classes that we'll, we'll have going on in the house. So really the idea is that it's a safe space for women and children to come and uh, you know, either find leadership opportunities or start a business or just be together and, and you know, right. vibe with each other and support each other. Because I think that's really important, too. And something I've learned from the exchange house is like uh, many times you can't predict what will happen. Right. <laughs> like community is unexpected. And so just even holding space is really important. And knowing, you know, once they see this bright green house, they, they'll know that, oh, this is a safe space for me um, to come and and to be around other women. So we just opened that last month. Um, behind both houses, it, we call it the backyard. It is our pocket park. So in 2018, um, we had implemented some market stalls, benches and tables, a stage, and some like greenery, some trees and bushes and that kind of thing. Um, those were always intended to be temporary. And now this summer, we're actually implementing some permanent structures. So we have a 40 by 20 pole barn pavilion huge um we have a roof over the stage we're going to be getting new seating um we're extending our decks it's going to be super sweet i'm so pumped about it uh and again that's been a space for um all sorts of community events that's where we held our multilingual meals we've had hot pepper festival north hill music festival theater performances uh social gatherings like it's, it's a really beautiful outdoor space. And um, I'm excited for these permanent structures to be there to continue to support community, especially in this time when outdoor spaces are really important with COVID and, and public safety. So I think it's, I think it's going to be really uh, essential this summer to be open to the, to the community. Yeah. So then these are, these are on Elma street and then it like sort of faces North Maine. Okay. Um, so across North Main, just literally across the street from the houses, we have our, our newest public space called No High Enterprise. So it has a few different elements. So I'm actually wearing my No, my no High shirt today. Um, so No High Pop-Up, we opened in August of last year. It is our rotating restaurant. So every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is a different culinary art entrepreneur. So... Last weekend was Thai food. This weekend is upscale American. I think we have Ethiopian coming up next week or the week after. So every weekend, people, uh, we have different entrepreneurs that come through 
utilize our kitchen. We help them with menu creation. We help them with promotion. We run the front of house and people can come in for carry out or curbside and, and get their food. So it's like this experiential uh, opportunity for chefs to come in and, you know, try out, try out what they're thinking with their menus, build their clientele, uh, have that real time kitchen experience. And we, as I mentioned, we opened in August, 2020, and we've been running almost every weekend. We had a few weeks off in between, um, but we're proud to say that we paid back over $50,000 back to food entrepreneurs from uh, those sales because we we have on average like two to 300 customers a weekend. So um, it was a really good formula for, for the times because I think, number one, people were sick of eating the same thing over and over again. Right. And, uh, and then number two, just having this platform for different types of food and for entrepreneurs to to try out and experiment. So that's on one side of the space. And then the other two storefronts we have that are interconnected to No High, we have Notique, which is our retail shop. Um, so we have over 30 different vendors, makers, and artists selling their goods on that side. And it's the same kind of idea where we run the POS system, do promotion, and people, you know, when they're grabbing dinner, they can come in and, and buy some goods as well. So we we opened that during the holidays as a prototype and then reopened it uh, this past March. So though that sort of enterprise happening is all about that real-time experience for entrepreneurs to come in and, and learn and sort of get and build, build their um, clientele and see what works and see what doesn't work so that they can then maybe open up their own brick and mortar or, or decide that it's not right for them, right? Like right. I think what's important too is space for people to fail. Um, so we're really, in terms of all of our spaces, we're we're building pipelines for economic success in our neighborhood, and we are hoping that in the future we can help find brick and mortar spaces for different entrepreneurs to open, you know, to to open up their own shop or restaurant. And so it's it's exciting to me because there's a lot of synergy between all of the spaces because it's, it's not only um, providing the entrepreneurial experience, but it's also, as we're talking about making the, the connections between different people, which helps, you know, educate, it helps empower. Um, it allows people to practice empathy, which I think we need a lot of right now. Right. And even build trust. Like I think people are lacking trust right now. And so having these public spaces that are known to be, welcoming and unique is is really important in our neighborhood okay um you touched on something on um, the COVID. you know with COVID and the pandemic going on how has it been what has it been like you know you know you're used to having these big festivals and big you know gatherings what has it been like um what kind of changes have you had to make to um adjust to the pandemic I mean, everything changed just like everyone else, like, like everything just uh, flipped on its head. So, you know, we were before it was mostly in-person events of, of what we were doing. And then once quarantine started, um, we were finding ways to support our community with public health. So we had recruited and commissioned some local neighborhood leaders to record multilingual videos for their communities, sharing about like the stay at home orders and like the importance of wearing masks. So that was sort of our first pivot was like, okay, we can't use certain grant dollars for events. So let's use it and pour it back into the community to help with this, you know, massive uh, pandemic that's happening. Right. 
So that was a huge pivot. And we had to, I mean, straight up, we just had to like cancel all, our, all of our events, which was like super heartbreaking to me. Um, the exchange house is now like only Airbnb. Um, I know that you had been there before. So like it used to be this very like busy, lots of people in and out, but right. we're only renting out the whole house now for Airbnb. For oh, wow. Which is, which is still kind of nice because people are still visiting the neighborhood, eating at the restaurants, visiting the shops. Um, so we're able to tell the neighborhood story. And then honestly, the biggest pivot for us was no high pop-up. Like it, it, I don't think it would have happened without the pandemic. It was just a situation where we knew um, the, the venture capitalist who purchased the building. And he called me up one day, I think it was like last April and was like, Hey, I have this new restaurant or this open restaurant space. Like, do you know anyone who'd want to use it? And so, you know, my team and my board came together and we were like, well, what if we use it? You know, like maybe we can do something. And so we came up with this idea of no high and, and really spent a lot of time and reallocated some dollars to invest in it. And it ended up just exploding. So I'm, I'm very proud of that because it is like, it was a huge pivot for us. And definitely like, if you would have asked me before the pandemic, you know, what, what that year would have been like, I, I, would never have guessed that we would open a restaurant like the first couple of weeks I was running front of house you know <laughs> and like right uh, it was just it was insane so um I'm excited because it definitely pushed me as as a leader um I did step into the executive director position in February of 2020 so just in time for the pandemic um so it's been a challenge for me just learning like you know, number one, how to run an, a nonprofit organization right. <laughs> and then to do so during a pandemic in in this neighborhood with the opportunities at hand. So it's been a really interesting year, but I've, you know, I've, I've felt so inspired by our community and and the people who have come out to support and, and just the learning and, and new connections that have been made. Yeah. And you know, things are starting, I guess, some states and some, you know, some cities, things are starting to open up slowly but surely. Um, you know, with the vaccines coming out, um, people getting vaccinated and this and that. Um, what are your next steps? You know, now that things are starting to open up, are you guys going to start to have a little bit more? Um, you mentioned you guys are going to have some social events outside. Um, what kind of events, you know, are you going to start off having with, you know, especially social distance? Sure. Um, yeah, we are, we're planning out summer events in our, in our backyard pocket park. Uh, I have a million ideas. We're kind of planning <laughs> right now. We are going to be having a sort of reopening of the space in early June. Um, so that's going to be pretty much like a big party just saying, Hey, this is the CDC. This is what we're doing. You know, come hang out. But uh-huh. some ideas we have is like, uh, we're going to do a monthly concert series where, It'll be, you know, uh, you can reserve a table and order food and get a drink. Um, So it'll be like, you know, hip hop and Thai food or like jazz band and Ethiopian, like whatever, whatever kind of weird mixes, not weird, but unique mixes that we can put together with music and food. I think that I'm really excited about that prospect. Um, we're also going to be bringing back our dance class, which is a different type of dance every month. And be, and we're going to be doing that outdoors since we'll have plenty of space to socially distance and, and move and be together. Um, we're really trying to find ways to interconnect all of our spaces. So even in the market house, um, there's one artist named Seema Arshadi who will be teaching um, different 
like craft and art classes. Like she, she's multi-talented and she does like porcelain flowers. So we're thinking about like, you know, maybe you can do a, a crafting class and then stay at the exchange house. Cause there's a way on Airbnb that you can offer these experiences. Uh-huh. So people from out of town could come and learn from SEMA and then stay at the exchange house, or you can take a class with Salwin, who's a, a Korean leader in the neighborhood and then go shop at Notique and buy the the clothes that he has for sale, right? Like there's, we have a lot of um, community leaders who are multi-talented that are involved in each space and we want to support and promote them, but then also, you know, connect our neighborhood to the the multifaceted opportunities that, that are here in our, in our Temple Square business district. Okay. So things kind of like bounce, I don't say bounce off each other, but it's like you, um the area that you actually have the houses is actually a great space because it's so much you know you have so much um with with two houses and you have the backyard and you have the different um wow the different stores that you guys have and restaurants so you know there's you know there's resources that they have they don't have to go you know travel way to cleveland or way to this part everything's you guys have made it where it's um, wow, accountable for everybody, you know, if they're staying at the exchange house, they can go get lunch or dinner or, you know, what's at the restaurant, um, or they could just sit outside, you know, maybe sit on the patio or, you know, um, have maybe a little, little get together, socially distance. So everything's right there, you know, and that's great. You know, you don't go many places, but, you know, you might stay in a hotel or Airbnb and you have to travel 10 miles just to get to, I mean, not 10 miles, but like, you know, three or four miles to get to a good restaurant or get to, you know, a park or something that you, you're like, dang, I got to really plan this vacation out and you're sitting there planning everything out, but you're, you have everything right there. Like, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love is like, and, it, and it, you know, and people are always looking for new experiences. So a lot of times they have to travel to other countries to, to experience new cultures. So that's why I mentioned some of our leaders because they are, you know, they are immigrant leaders and they have a lot to offer. And so it's this perfect intersection of showcasing and supporting their talents, but also allowing for opportunity that people could economically support them so that they are able to, you know, make it a living. And then also people can come and have like a unique experience, right. You know, right in their backyard or right, you know, or in Akron, like everything's 10 minutes away. So you right. just go to North Hill and, and learn about new cultures or have a new experience without having to travel to Thailand or India or whatever, right. wherever yeah. they're going. Yeah. that That's great. Like, so that's, you know, you mentioned like people don't have to travel. Um, like, like to myself, I haven't been nowhere outside you know i've been to mexico a little bit um but other than that you know you know you go to these restaurants you might try mexican you might try different um italian food and stuff like that but you have it you know where everyone you know you may have a party at the exchange house where there's mexican food italian food is it's like a um buffet or a buffet not a buffet but like a a table with different things and they can try it and say, Hey, maybe I, maybe I like Asian, maybe I like Chinese, maybe I don't like this, but at least I tried it. You know, they could say I tried it. Thanks to the, uh, thanks to you guys. I tried this. Um, so that's, you know, that's a great opportunity for, you know, any of our listeners out there. They can, 
that's in the North Akron area, make sure you guys go, you know, maybe you need to, maybe you need to just get away from your, your family for a little bit, or maybe you just need to get away, you know, just say, hey, I just need some time to myself. Uh, go check out, you know, go, go get a room at the uh, her, um, Airbnb. You know, you have your space, you know, so there's not, you know, not too much going on, so you have your little space. Um, so make sure you guys, you know, support uh, Katie and her organization. Um, you know, definitely, I'm, we're going to continue, we're going to support you guys, um, especially since I'm from the North Akron, North Hill area. Um, not a big Akron fan, but, you know. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm not a big Akron fan, I'm like, um, especially, you know, you guys, look, you know, those that live in Akron, you just never know what the weather's going to be like. You know, it's snowing one day, there's rain one day, there's sunshine, and you're like, you like, come outside, you don't know what to put on. You're like, you got it. Got a winter coat, you got some shorts. You're like, okay, what's it gonna be outside today? <clears throat> but yeah, that's you know, that's just what we live in. You know, today we got the chance to have some nice weather, uh, sort of nice weather. Um, so, but I want to just say, um, are there any final encouraging words that you have for our listeners? Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, I know it's it's been a really difficult year. Or many years for people, I understand there's a lot of uh, things at play, but uh, if there's anything I've I've learned in the position I've been in is, is that community is most important and leaning on the people who love and support you is the best thing that you can do. So, um, you know, it's important for us to, to practice empathy right now and to try to make connections with those we may disagree with or who might look different from us pray different from us, love different from us. So continue to have an open mind and, and support the people around you. Wow, that, that's that's great. Um, like I said, for those of you that like said watching us um, on our YouTube, we want to just say, make sure you guys continue to get those likes up. Like I said, we definitely get those likes. Um, and like I said, go to comments with, you know, things, you know, maybe things that you liked. Um, an episode. So make sure you guys go that. Um, what are some, what are the ways that they can connect with you on social media or your website? Sure. So um, North Akron CDC has an Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at North Akron CDC. And on Facebook, it's our full name. So North Akron Community Development Corporation. I'm also on, on Instagram. My, uh, my handle is Beckable. So B-E-C-K-K-A-B-L-E. Um, I'm always happy to, to meet new friends. Um, yeah, so I guess you can find us on social media. We also have a website, northakroncdc.org. But definitely be on the lookout for June 5th is our big uh, like reintroduction, reopening. It's going to be just a huge party. Everyone's invited. We're going to have food and music and, and lots of cool things happening. So I'd love to see everyone out there. So yeah, make sure you guys, like I said, make sure you guys mark your account for June 5th. Um, I know everyone's um, wanting to get out the house. You know, they're like, what can I do to get out the house? So that's mm -hmm. a great opportunity to get out the house. Um, they said it's going to be outside. So, you know, there's plenty of space to social distance. And, you know, if you want to wear your mask, so, you know, you can more than walk up to that. Um, but I said, this is a great opportunity, you know, if we can get out the house. 
Um, and also could make connections with people from uh, not just North Hill, but um, different country, uh, different parts of the world. Um, and you may meet a new friend. You know, this is a great opportunity to meet a new friend, or you might find a, you know, uh, somebody that you know feel attracted to. You might say, hey, this might be a love connection. You just never know. You never know. <laughs> what could happen? Uh, I actually met my partner at the exchange house. So, <laughs> see, I love what's happening at the exchange house. Love is happening. Um, so, this is your chance to go, you know, find love, find a friend, find somebody. Um, you know, because many people want, want that social experience now. Um, but, like I said, make sure you guys just like I said, support her, support her organization. Um, and also, don't forget to follow us on our social media. Um, we're on Facebook, Keeping It Real. We're on Instagram, Keeping It Real Pod C. Um, we are on all the different listening platforms now. I think we're up to probably about 12 now. So there's, you know, make sure you follow us on those. Also, um, you guys see we're on YouTube. Um, so hit that subscribe button. Here's another reminder. Uh, Guys that are just now tuning in. Um, also, go check out our website, the Keeping It Real Podcast.com. We're updating it, trying to update it weekly. With the, um, we now have the episodes available on there with the descriptions, and also we have linked the YouTube video to our website, so you can now watch them on our website. You know, sounds great. You know, so people are like, well, I, I can't really figure out YouTube. I can't figure out this. You can go right to our, our website. And watch it from there. Um, also, we have our Patreon now, so make sure you guys, you know, sign up for our Patreon. It's starting at just five dollars a month, where we're going to be sending out exclusive content, um, only exclusive to the Patreon. So, you guys say go, you know, just just pay five dollars, pay five dollars to get some good content. Also, you guys will get to watch our episodes live and kind of interact with our guests. That's a great opportunity that we give to you guys. But that will only be exclusive for Patreon members only. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but you guys, we will. Um, we want to thank you guys for tuning in to our episode today. We want to thank Katie for joining us. Take the time of her day for joining us. Um, and we just, like we always say, we'll see you guys back next week for another episode of Keeping It Real podcast. And like we always say. A change starts with you.